Hey, Hunga family. Welcome to another episode of the Hunga Podcast. I'm Eric, your favorite host. And as always, thank you for listening and keeping up with me. I appreciate y'all. If you are new to this platform or you just haven't gotten around to subscribing, make sure you do on all platforms, social media and podcasting. All you have to do is search Hung Up Podcast or hashtag Hung Up Podcast. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Oh, you waste that now, Raymond. Notice all over the place. Hello? Don't forget that the show does have a phone number that y'all can call. Drop your messages of love, support, encouragement, or maybe you got something you need to confess or get off your chest. Either way, feel free to call 484-578-9992, and I'll include it in an upcoming episode. So let me set the stage for this week's conversation. Growing up, I saw my dad suffer from pain, mainly back pain. Remember all the stories he would tell me about growing up. He was a tobacco field farmer as a young boy, and then having to drop out of high school to take care of his family as a young man and then becoming a a mechanic to make his own money and take care of bills and help his mom out. All those years, I doubt anyone handed him a brochure about seeing a chiropractor. I do remember my father being prescribed medication after medication and going through different surgeries. And I'm not disputing that he didn't need those things. But never once do I ever remember him being referred to a chiropractor. Years of backbreaking work, stress, anxiety, <laughs> hell, being black in America. And, you know, little to no medical attention. You know, these, these are things that we're all used to, but definitely something that our parents and grandparents, um, that generation is all too familiar with, right? But these things will wreak havoc on your back, your mind and spirit too. But where does that all sit in your body? Think about that. On a more personal note, I didn't want to repeat any patterns I didn't have to. After two bad car accidents and years of tennis wear on my body, I made the decision last year to look for a chiropractor. Not only was I in a lot of pain, but I wanted to get better before getting worse. And I knew that if I wanted to continue to compete and play tennis, I had to get it together. And I mentioned I was in a few accidents. First of all, not my fault. (laughs) But also around that time, I did get some physical therapy following those incidents. The problem was, is that it was short lived, you know? And after years now of going to the chiropractor, I've definitely learned that it's something that you should just do. It's kind of like a regular checkup or a physical or just as often as you feel you need it. This week, I sit down with Dr. George Rhodes, a chiropractor with a family owned practice here in Philadelphia, who I've been seeing for the past year. What attracted me to this practice is his holistic health approach to caring for his patients 
that was something that I was specifically looking for. Meaning I didn't just want my back and my neck cracked, right? When it comes to going to the chiropractor, that's what a lot of us tend to think about. Getting those head and those neck um, and back adjustments. But according to Dr. Rhodes, that's just one approach to dealing with what he calls subluxation, a partial dislocation of a joint. Dr. Rhodes uses various techniques like the Corin technique, and he'll talk about that. And he'll also talk about ways he can identify stress throughout the body. Dr. Rhodes says this is all his way to help people wake up to their bigger reality, raise their consciousness, and heal. Please don't hesitate to share this episode with anyone that you know that may be looking for a chiropractor. I hope you all enjoy the conversation. Dr. Rose shares his journey to becoming a chiropractor and how he believes everyone seeing a chiropractor would make the world a better place. Enjoy. So we are here. I'm here with Dr. Rhodes. Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast. Um, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Dr. George Rhodes. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. How did, let's talk about um, your practice. Okay. Tell us, how did Rhodes Family Chiropractic even become a thing? Well, it's <laughs> it started off... Uh, in July of 1976, I was at uh, Wildwood, North Wildwood, with a buddy of mine. Had a week-long vacation, something really rare for me to have a vacation at the shore. Day two, we are, uh, we're body surfing the ocean, and I came out of a wave and kind of whipped my head around to get the hair out of my eyes. Obviously not a problem today. <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and my neck kind of locked up. And that had happened probably like four or five times earlier in life. Uh, and, and I knew my neck was going to be locked up for a week, and there goes my vacation. And that was going to suck. So my buddy Chris said, Mike over here is a chiropractor. He can help you. And I'm like, I've never heard that word before. What is a chiropractor? And he said, well, you know, I use my hands to, to get people well from inside out. And felt my neck and found a couple of bones that were stuck in a wrong place. And, uh, you know, standing knee-deep in the Atlantic Ocean, he, like, went crunch, crunch. And, and I felt this warm sensation over my head. And my neck moved, and the pain was gone. I'm like, whoa, dude. And he, he spent just really a couple of minutes explaining what it was that he did for people. And I knew within that first hour I was going to be a chiropractor. Wow. It's like, I'm doing this. I remember going home, and, uh, you know, after that vacation, it said, you know, Mom, Dad, I want to be a chiropractor. My mom's like, that's some kind of a doctor, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, that's what you tell me. Um, so I got to talk with another buddy of mine. Uh, who had been seeing a chiropractor. He turned me on to, to this other guy. And uh, I said, listen, I want to be a chiropractor, and, and I want to start getting adjustments. He goes, okay, great. You know, come to my orientation Wednesday night or whatever it was. And he gave me some of the basic ideas about what chiropractic is. A couple weeks later, he said, there's, uh, there's a chiropractor up in, in northeast Philadelphia um, who's going to be doing an orientation at his practice, and he's going to have a special guest speaker, and he's also going to do an orientation. So I went up there and, and uh, you know, to Joe Strauss's office uh, and heard Reggie Gold speak. And Reggie Gold was one of the most articulate, you know, uh, describers of chiropractic that ever came along. Um, he actually founded a school within about a, a year of that. So uh, I decided to go to that, that school, 
And uh, Joe Strauss, the other chiropractor whose office it was, he became the president after Reggie, you know, turned over the mantle to him. So I was dealing with some heavyweight, philosophically oriented chiropractors. And when I, when I say philosophically oriented, I mean the purpose of the adjustment is to allow the body to work better by freeing up its natural life force and allowing that life energy to show up in full force. Um, so where some chiropractic seems to take care of the parts, you know, like I think real chiropractic in a holistic sense says the body knows how to be healthy and it knows how to be strong and knows how to adapt to stress. But if there's something blocking that, then we can, we can remove the interference and the body works, works better that way. And if healing is going to happen, it's going to happen. So got a little long-winded there, but that's what I do. So after I got that first adjustment and started seeing the chiropractor, um, this was the summer after my first year at, at college uh, at the Rochester Institute of Technology in the uh, College of Graphic Arts and Photography School of Printing. So without really knowing much about what I wanted to do with my life, I had been studying, uh, well, in high school, I had graphic arts for four years. Woodshop was full, so they stuck me in graphic arts. I thought, this is kind of cool, learn how to set type and all that. Um, and when I knew I was going to be a chiropractor, I, you know, I, I, I dropped out of the, the printing program and did my second year of college in Rochester, taking the, the biology, chemistry, and physics classes as part of my prerequisites to get into chiropractic school. So at the time, it was two years of undergraduate study. Now it's a four-year undergraduate uh, uh, degree in uh, a bachelor of science degree, and then a four-year chiropractic program. So I did that second year of school, took a year off just to earn some money and make sure that the new school was getting on its feet. Uh, and so I, I enrolled in uh, hmm, the fourth quarter of 1978, graduated in 1981, and started practicing in 1982, which meant renting space from a chiropractor in Center City here. I didn't have a Philadelphia, a Pennsylvania, a New Jersey license yet. Uh, but I did have a Pennsylvania license. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll work here. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I thought I'll, I'll just move over there as soon as I get a license, which it, it took a while before the state opened up to us, but I had a license five years later. Long story short, I opened uh, November 1st, 1982, and I'm still practicing in Philadelphia <laughs> some 38 years later. So, um, yeah. What was the question again? No, that was great. <laughs> how did we get here? And you, you literally how, brought how us here. here yeah. um, let me back up a little bit. Uh, tell us where your practice is located. Well, right now I'm at uh, 2409 Waverly Street, a little street between Pine and Lombard, in the uh, Fittler Square section of the city, center city, Philadelphia. And it's like the northwest, uh, the southwest corner of Center City. So kind of close to the South Street Bridge, a couple of blocks from the Schuylkill River. And if one were to uh, want to contact you, how would they um, give us a, a phone number and a contact? Uh, the phone number is 215-546-1977. And uh, you can reach us at uh, Chiroads, C-H-I-R-H-O-D-E-S, at AOL. Yes, AOL. <laughs> And then, you know, make, make a reservation. Actually, the, what we're doing now is the first, uh, the first visit. It's a free consultation. Tell me what's going on. I'll tell you what chiropractic is about. Um, check some basic things that are going on with you. Give you an adjustment if it's necessary. And then uh, make plans to, to follow up. It, it gives us a chance to see if it's a good fit for each other. Because 
you know, th this this place is a bit unusual. Like people walk in, they don't they don't imagine they've walked into the Mayo Clinic. I used to live in the house, and then I worked downstairs and lived upstairs. And now the whole house is chiropractic office. So people walk in and go, "This looks like somebody's living room." It's like, yeah, cozy, isn't it? <laughs> nice place to get your health back. You know, why why should it be like a clinical sterile atmosphere? You know, nature's not sterile, but chiropractic's natural. So. Yeah, so we, you know, we, we let people know what we do here, and if they like it, then they can come back and start spending time and money with us. My mission is to wake people up to a bigger reality, to provide the unique service of analysis and adjustment of subluxation so that people can heal and thereby raise the consciousness and vitality of humanity. So what do I mean by that? So, I mean, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I want to wake people up to a bigger reality. Well, that could mean a lot of things. For instance, our, our natural state is to be healthy and happy and joyful for a very long time. And when people aren't experiencing that, they're, they're, there's something interfering with that natural order of things. <clears throat> so waking people up to a bigger reality, part of that's a consciousness thing too. I mean, a lot of people think that being healthy is simply not having a disease at, at any given moment. <clears throat> and that's not really it at all. Um, people think that health is when their, their body, you know, as soon as I get done with this cold, I'm healthy. Or I had a, a person come here once and said, well, I'm diabetic, but I'm really healthy. And I'm like, well, I, I personally strive to be kind of healthy, and I, I guess I should put diabetes on my list of things to do to become healthy, if that's, if that's what they think. And, of course... That's kind of absurd. Um, I, I think that health is is normal function of the body, and the ability for that normally functioning body to to constructively adapt to most of the stress that you face every day. And let me define stress real quick. Stress isn't just like oh gosh, it's all negative mental emotional stress. Stress comes in three varieties: physical, chemical, and mental emotional. And stress is a word that we actually borrowed from the engineering uh, people. Engi in engineering terms, stress is to apply some kind of a force to a material. So like a house, you know, it gets stressed over time. Your car gets stressed over time because there's gravity, there's wind, water, sun, all the things beating down on it. And the thing is that non-living things like, like houses and anything that's, that's not alive is going to break down over time in the face of stress. And yet living things like us have uh, an ability to, to face the similar kinds of stress and, and grow and heal and repair and evolve. Like how is it that one collection of matter can't adapt to stress and a whole different kind of matter can adapt to stress? Well, a lot of people would think, well, we're very complex creatures. We're made of all these you know, billions of parts and everything. And so I gotta tell you what, if I cut my finger and let's say I wash it out and put some stuff on there to get the bacteria dead, even though my body knows how to do that, and put a bandage on it. And a couple weeks later, I take the bandage off. We're going to see a healed finger. There's going to be skin there. It's all the cells are going to grow back. That's what the body does. But if I cut a dead person's finger and washed it out and put stuff on it and wrapped a bandage around it and took the bandage off in a couple of weeks, what's going on now? Well, some people would say, oh, nothing. It's like, no, not nothing. you got a smelly dead body. That's what's going on. And there's no healing taking place whatsoever because that body's dead. So my follow, 
follow-up question is what's doing the healing? And then people say, oh, the brain, the blood, and they know they're in a chiropractic office. They go, oh, the spine? It's like, no, it's not the parts that do the healing. It's the power that does the healing. See, and that's the difference. Living things have this, this, people like to say life force, but that's only half the story because there's force, there's some kind of life energy going on, but it's an intelligent force. There's information being conveyed into the body over this, this force. In chiropractic, we call it the innate intelligence of the body, which creates innate forces, innate meaning inborn, which acts on innate matter, the physical body. So there's the body and there's this energy with information coming into it to tell the brain, the coordinator of everything in the body, to tell the brain how to run stuff. So the brain's got a couple of important jobs. One is to sense the environment. What stresses do I have? Well, there's gravity going on and there's air. Today it's a little bit cold out. Um, you know, we had coffee today. That's a stress. Like anything the brain goes, what was that? What do we do about it? So stress isn't all bad. In fact, most of the stresses we encounter are responsible for us having building materials to recreate our body. That's called food. And fuel, which is also, called, you know, uh, fuel, uh, food is fuel. And even the things that, that come across our, our consciousness, uh, you know, dealing with other people, that would be like mental, emotional stress, our own thoughts or like what people think of us or even just two people passing each other on the street without even saying hello, there's a tremendous cascade of chemicals because one being came close to another being and, 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 uh, and there's, there's, a, there's a response to that. So the thing is, if the stress isn't coming in too heavy, your body's gonna adapt constructively to it. When there's more stress than you can handle in that moment, the, the body is gonna wanna like store that for later. It's kinda like, my, my favorite analogy so far is, if my body were to run on three cheeseburgers a day, but I consistently eat five cheeseburgers a day, what happens to the other two? And I usually point to my, my left hip and my right hip and go, one goes here, one goes over there. <laughs> and it's gonna happen gradually because it does the cheeseburgers don't pile up as a as a as a spare tire in a week or two. It's like months and years. But one day I have I have the, the painful event, the shock of looking at the mirror and go, Who's that fat guy? Where 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 that stuff come from? Where does big you know, there's love handles because I love cheeseburgers. Um, and so now, you know, I, I see there's a problem. Now I've got the symptom, which is, you know, the accumulation of, of cheeseburgers over a long period of time. So I'm going to go to the gym and work them off like in a day. No. Right. So to bring this back into the chiropractic world for a second, unadapted stress gets stored in our body. But this, the, the, the type of, of tissue, this, the, that, that it's going to store that and sense it in the first place is nerve tissue. So now the nerves, instead of, instead of sending information back and forth between brain and body, body and brain, and it, it starts to clog up because now it's storing stress instead of, it's, it's instead of flowing information. And so that's not good. <laughs> we talked about the body being alive and being able to heal. We talked a little bit about how the brain controls and coordinates all the functions of the body. In fact, in, in Gray's Anatomy, the book, not the TV show, in the introduction, Henry Gray talks about the purpose of the brain and the nervous system is to control and coordinate all the functions of the body. So here's, here's a thought. If your body's breaking down, if you're sick, you're thinking about going to the doctor, something hurts, whatever, 
why wouldn't you first look at the system that coordinates and controls all the functions of the body, see if the trouble is there? Well, that's exactly what chiropractic does. In fact, that's all the chiropractic is supposed to do, is go, well, is the, is the operating system sound? If it's not, then is there interference in the system that we can address? And the interference that happens because there's more stress you can handle is being stored, leads to a state of dis-ease, ease being health and normal function, dis-ease, some ain't right. And it might not be symptomatic at that point, but that's okay. If we can find where the short circuit took place, we call that subluxation, then we can address the subluxation, give the brain a second chance to process the stress that came in when it couldn't handle it that day, and that and now there's a second chance. So now it's like, oh, now I got the, the lesson, the energy, the information from that stress, and then the body has an upturn. It starts getting stronger and healthier instead of sicker and weaker every day. Here's another thing I'll throw out. There's the, nothing in the universe stays the same. Any collection of matter is either getting less organized or more organized, or if it's a living thing, it's either getting stronger or weaker, deader or better every day, every moment of every day. So how is it that we could get you know, is, can we choose to get better throughout our whole lives? Absolutely. I mean, it's a pretty simple recipe to get stronger and healthier every day of your life. Thing one is have a deliberate, positive mental focus. You know, put your mind where you want your life to go. For instance, what's not a good idea is observing, uh, you know, breast cancer month. We got a whole month where we think about breast cancer all the time. And since we started doing that, a lot more breast cancer. Not because of detection, the research has found. It's because we're thinking about it so much, we're bringing more of it about. That There's a shock. So, thing two is healthy lifestyle habits. You know, if it's not food, don't eat it. The, the, you know, the more wholesome the food, the more strong your body's going to be. 60% um, of our body is musculoskeletal system, which su suggests we should move our bodies around. You know, if an animal doesn't move, it either doesn't eat or it gets eaten. Find, find some way to move yourself around. That's good. Uh, you know, eight hours of rest. Most people need about eight hours of sleep a night. It lets the spine stretch out a little bit. The brain flushes out toxins. A whole lot of stuff happens when we're, when we're sleeping. And people go, I get by with four or five, six hours of sleep. Not for long. Not, not so well. And, you know, so we discuss other lifestyle habits uh, in, in the practice, too. And probably most importantly, besides a positive, positive deliber deliberately positive mental focus, and healthy lifestyle habits is ensure that the connection between the brain and the body is sound. Make sure the nerve system is as free as interference as we can get it. And that is the job of the chiropractor. The backbone part of chiropractic, you know, people go, oh, isn't it for bad backs and stiff necks? Well, it, it helps people with those things. But the, the really the, the job of the spinal column, the 24 segments that slide around and move amongst each other, um, it, it houses the, the spinal cord and allows between the vertebrae for spinal nerve roots to, to come off of the, the spinal cord. And it's almost like looking at a tree. The spinal cord is, is like the trunk of the tree and the branches are the spinal nerve roots and they branch out into smaller and smaller you know, branches. And then the, 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 the fruit or the leaves is the organs, the cells, the tissues of the body. And it's two-way communication all the time. Think of a safety pin, you know, there's a circle on top with brain cells, an arm going down to the tissue cells, the circle at the bottom, and it goes back up to the brain cells. And 
when there's too much stress, here's the chiropractic part again, the safety pin opens and that communication between brain and body is disturbed. And it's not necessarily that the body parts aren't talking to each other, but that the signal is garbled. Like that's the message that gets through. The body's like, well, what the hell was that? So, you know, making chemistry in the body and delivering chemistry to the body, like any function our body has can be compromised if the nerve system isn't on all the time. Making sense a little bit? You're smiling going, yeah, yeah, it's looks like it makes sense. Yes, yes. Explain the corn-specific technique. Okay, well, the corn-specific technique was uh, discovered by uh, Ted Corin, hence the name. Uh, he, he was actually uh, my histology teacher in chiropractic school. And when I moved to Philadelphia, well, when I started practicing in Philadelphia, it was in his office. I was renting space from, from him a few days a week. Uh, so we, we go back a ways. And he, he, he at some point developed a, a, a low back problem, a sciatic problem, that w- just wasn't going away. And he's written pamphlets and brochures for the chiropractic profession for a, a long time. So he goes all around the country and all around the world, you know, uh, meeting chiropractors at conventions and selling and stuff. So he had a lot of people checking him and checking him and checking him. And he said for years his pain just wouldn't go away. And then one day something clicked. And so he, he basically took a few different techniques and cobbled it together uh, to create the, the technique that he teaches thousands and thousands of chiropractors to do now, including myself. Um, and so the basic idea is we know that subluxation you know, looks like a bone out of place in the back that's interfering with nerves. And how it affects the body is to put the whole body in a, into a state of dis-ease Let's say you're a thousand watt light bulb and now you're running on 700 watts. There's not enough power to make everything work the way it's supposed to. And again, I was like, where's the short circuit? How do we fix this? So rather than using visualization like x-rays or posture or muscle palpation, which is feeling for which way the bones went out of place because the muscles are trying to pull them back into place, a time-honored method of detecting subluxation, there's a deeper way to have a communication with the, the body and it's really in the in the in the quantum field see we're not just this physical body I mean all of physical reality is really based on uh, the electrical activity of molecules and so there's a field the, the, the like a magnet has a north and a south pole there's a, a field of influence around that that magnet our body has a bioelectric field and there's a north pole at the top and a south pole down near the bottom. And the technique is basically about asking the innate intelligence of the body a yes or no question because a yes answer will cause the field to change and no answer would cause the field not to change. And as your field changes, the practitioner's field changes. And how I register the change is with basically a, a drop of my left thumb. Now that sounds pretty bizarre, but basically we're having a conversation with the body. It's a biofeedback mechanism. I, I get answers to simple yes or no questions. So through this method, I can ask, in fact, one of the things we do in the very beginning is ask every bone in the body, are you with us or against us? Are you in place or out of place? Are you contributing to health or are you, are you tearing the body down? Are you subluxated? And then most beautifully, I can ask, well, how do we go about reducing this? Instead of intellectually deciding, well, I'm going to start at the neck because it's important up there, or I'm going to start at the low back because that's where it hurts today, 
I'm going to ask the intelligence who runs the body, where do you want me to put what kind of force into the body so we can send that stuck stress, the part you're ready to deal with today, back to the brain for further review. Now the stress has maybe been stuck in there a week or 20 years, <laughs> or 10,000 years, whole other story, can get back to the brain and goes, oh, now I know what to do with this, and it'll tell the nerves to tell the muscles to pull the bone back into place. So it's sort of like remote control adjustment from inside. So I don't really need to shove bones around anymore, but when we do, it's very much more meaningful because that's going to release a lot of stress, but you got to do it at the right time. So I know when to put in force, where to put in force, when to stop. And that's just the beginning. Talk about identifying, talk about retracing, identifying the age of a misalignment or stress. What, what, is, what is that? Okay. Well, so retracing is technically a phenomenon that uh, something that you, an old injury or trauma that you thought was healed but isn't healed all the way now gets to complete its healing and so the original symptoms show up again for instance let's say you're three years old well i'll give you for instance there <laughs> there's a guy i've been taking care of for a number of years with some frequency not as much as he should but a lot of people do that and for a lot of years he would come in his low back would hurt l4 was subluxated put him on a side crack the bone loose it would be better and we did that for a lot of years and i started doing this this new technique i started doing Corin's specific technique about 15 years ago uh, when our daughter was born because I wanted more certainty in what was out of place, so it's my kid now. Anyway, he comes in one day not having experienced much stress that he could think of. And he was in his early 60s at this point, and he was like, like you know, hunched over in pain, his low back all stinging and stuff. He said, I swear I haven't done anything unusual. This is like just totally out of the blue. So I'm, I'm using my technique to start asking his body questions. And I said, is this retracing? And his body said, yes. And so I started, I started asking, well, when did it happen? Before birth, at birth, first five years, second five years. I came up with, uh, I believe, 17 years old. I said, I'm getting, wasn't chemical, wasn't mental emotion. I said, you had a physical trauma at age 17. Like, what do you remember from then? He goes, oh, yeah, well, I was, I was learning to fly small airplanes. And I got this little airplane about 200 feet off the ground, and the power cut out. And in his words, I augured the airplane into the ground. Like the plane went straight in the ground. And he basically walked away relatively unharmed, I guess. But apparently that started the subluxation in his fifth lumbar vertebra, fourth lumbar vertebra. Um, and I was able to identify that, that it, because he hadn't had a lot of stress lately, it was relatively smooth sailing. His body said, okay, it's time for the unhealed part of this to come up and come out. And... I said, look, if this, if you had never had chiropractic care before and you came in with the back doing this at your age, you'd probably, it would probably be like months before you really felt solidly better. But I think this is retracing. You're probably going to be better within two, three, four days. And he was. And he was kind of surprised. Like, oh, it just went away as soon as, as, soon as it came. And it's like, yeah, that's how retracing behaves. And when you're doing real healing, that's what happens. Because we have a whole lifetime of little stresses, big stresses, traumas we forgot about, things we don't even know were traumatic to us. And these little things are percolating away under the, under the radar. But when we're engaged in the process of, of chiropractic care, whose purpose it is to reconnect you more fully with your source of life, as that increased life energy shows up for work, all the imperfections in there get a chance to, to rectify themselves. 
that's what healing is. Like life energy comes in and restores order to the system. Um, and there are limits to that, of course, but our physical body is a limited engagement anyway, isn't it? So while we're in this body, why not make the most of it? So retracing can happen in a physical way. It can happen in a mental, emotional way. There could be a chemical shift, all, all sorts of uh, things. It's, it, it's a simple idea, chiropractic, but it gets pretty complicated when you get into the ins and outs of what is it to be human. So we're at the end of our interview. What do you want the people to know that you haven't said? What do you want folks to take away from this? Well, what I'd really like people to to warm up to is the idea that chiropractic is is necessary, especially in this day and age. I mean, you know, our, our ancestors had stress. We probably have more stress than ever before. A lot of chips are stacked against us. Horrible food, crowded living conditions, like, you know, electromagnetic interference. I believe that when there's subluxation in the body, there's no chance of you being as healthy as you could be. Any other thing you can do for yourself, proper diet, exercise, the whole nine yards, is going to be limited by the subluxation because we live our lives through our nerve system. And to the degree that the nerve system is compromised, our life isn't what it should be. And that robs us of a complete life experience. It robs everybody else in life of your gifts that you're not showing up to give to us because you're not, you're not at your best. Every man, woman, child on earth needs to be checked for subluxation and adjusted if necessary. And that's probably 99% of us at least. You're missing out if you're not getting adjusted. Whatever time and money it costs to do this, you're going to get back again and again and again because you'll be more alive and your life will work better. You're amazing, Dr. Rose. Remind people where your practice is located and your contact information. We are at 2409 Waverly Street. It's Rhodes Family Chiropractic. You can get us at RhodesFamilyChiropractic.com or Chiros, that's C-H-I-R-H-O-D-E-S, like the Colossus of Rhodes at AOL.com, Antiques Online, or 215-546, like five fingers for sick people, 1977, not the year I was born, but pretty close. About 1957. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Rose. You're this was welcome. great. Social media. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Tell us where your social media is. Absolutely. We can't leave that out. Where is it? Okay. <laughs> well, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Thank you.